Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Please walk Sparky for me. No way. <laughs> I'll throw in a caramel frappe. Ooh, make it a large deal. Get a sweet deal. $2 any size McCafe beverage on the McDonald's app. Between you and me, Sparky, I would have walked you for free. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Offer valid through 4322 or participate in McDonald's. Valid one time per day. McDonald's app download and registration required. Y'all never mind me. Hey, everybody. I was thinking about um, a conversation that I've had... uh, probably probably a couple times before but it was a conversation i i was thinking about um in regard to a post i made a while back when uh the rapper xxx tentacion i think that was his name he was killed and he was 20 years old or 21 years old he was really young and i made a post saying that it was a shame that he was killed and he was so young and people were talking about all the horrible things he had done and how he had beat up his girlfriend and he did a lot of stuff and how he was making inflammatory remarks and derogatory remarks and a bunch of just terrible and negative stuff and my response was I didn't I didn't really say that he was a great person because I really didn't know him I, I just found out about him through like his death I knew he was a rapper because I'd seen his face and just he passed away and I remember thinking I hope because they showed pictures of him in his vehicle uh, after he had been killed and I I was hoping that he was alive and he unfortunately was not just just naive hope naive optimism on my part but what I essentially said was that at 20 or 21 years old that's not the best version of who you are that's not a great indicator of what you'll become or, or what you can be And I think that it's so unfortunate that because of the things that he had done, people were unable to see the potential in him and just see what what he what he had done. And my thoughts were not so much about him specifically, but it was more about the the need and the necessity for redemption in general. Why we need to be redeemed. And what I mean by redeemed is we need to have mercy we need to have mercy and we need to have compassion and most importantly we need to have forgiveness and forgiveness in all of its all of its uh facets forgiveness in the sense of restoration forgiveness in the sense of absolution from sin or transgression or uh running afoul of preset standards that we have as a culture that we have as a community and that we also have as a people human people i think that it's imperative because in this life we will run afoul of preset rules it doesn't necessarily have to mean the laws it could be preset cultural rules that you have either in your household in your city or in your your uh, your local community your state even I think that we'll we'll run afoul of those by by direct action or by circumstance or by accident. It could totally happen. But what we need more than anything else is to to have a way to to restore 
to be restored. We have to have a way of reconciliation to a right standing. Because there's no hope if there there's no hope for that person if you refuse to uh, if you refuse to grant them access to being whole. If you refuse to grant them access to a restoration process, a restorative process. I remember reading about earlier uh, prisons and jails and penitentiaries, and the early penitentiary was meant to to get a person to atone, to pay a penance, penitentiary, to pay a penance for whatever transgression they had done. And it was meant to, to take this person aside and to give them time to recognize what they had done wrong, excuse me, to give them time to assess what what damage they had done to the community and oftentimes they would have to pay for um pay for whatever crime they had done if it was something they had stolen they have to make um they have to make uh, uh make it right i forget the word but they had to make it right financially for whatever they stolen if they took a life and uh, i read about a case um in the middle east where a man was he was he had took taken someone's life and he was told to be taken a woman's son that's what it was and he was his punishment was he was to move in with that woman and i think he stayed in a lower apartment and he was to behave to her like like a son and he was to care for her and to take care of her and to run errands and to do things all the things that her son had done for him for her rather excuse me all the things that her son had done for her in his life he was to take over and fill that spot and for him i think there wasn't anything recorded about it but i think it yes it was a punishment but i think it was an even an even deeper reflection into the humanity and what he had damaged in the humanity that he he took when he took that young man's life and i think that it's imperative that we have systems in place to restore us if i did something wrong as a child and my mother wasn't happy with it i may have got punished or disciplined or whatever but there was never like and that's it it was always punishment for the 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 transgression and then restoration it's always about the restoration it's usually you know you get put on punishment or something and then come down for dinner or whatever come come to dinner or something play you want to play a game or something there's always something to to reconcile we have to be we have to be reconciled because there's strength and there's life in the connection that we have with other people i think that it's a cold world we live in and it's funny when you think about you know the end of the world and the worst cases of the world and the all the it's getting worse and worse what makes it worse i think it's worse when we deny our dependence on one another and we deny our humanity and we deny the need for us to work cor corporately with one another that we are dependent upon each other that we need each other to survive we need each other to be well because as a species we depend on one another and i think it's unfortunate when we get to a point where we we lose the humanity where we feel like a person has done something so bad they no longer retain their humanity. They no longer deserve even the most basic, um, the most basic levels of humanity. And I know that some people would say, oh, that's easy to say if, you know, this thing didn't happen to you. And I hear you. 
but on whatever level you live you have to you have to practice that level of humanity you have to practice that restoration is what we need because res- restoration is not is not for the person giving it always it's sometimes for the person who receives it there are many cases and many many stories of uh restoration changing a person's life there was a story that i saw on it might have been the 700 club or another channel i was watching where it was a a middle eastern man whose son was killed by uh, a young black guy and the middle eastern man immediately sought out after the trial he immediately sought out the young man to forgive him now he, he said he he said he had to work to a point where he could embrace him and love him and he said he felt he would get there he's not there yet but he said that he would work toward that point and what happened as a result was the grandfather of the young black man reached out to the the Middle Eastern man and he he a offered his sincerest condolences and he apologized for the actions of his grandson and he sincerely apologized and the Middle Eastern man immediately forgave him because he said I recognize the sincerity in the grandfather and I knew that he was sincerely sorry and he he didn't commit the crime but he was he was he was sorry as if he had and what ended up happening was the Middle Eastern man had a crusade where he's talking about youth violence and he was talking about violence in general and how we can work to uh, work together for one another and gun violence in general as well and the grandfather of the young black man who killed his son reached out to him and they began to work together and at this point in 2021 now They've been working together for many years, over 15 years now. And the young black man who who killed the Middle Eastern man's son was in prison. And he said when that guy contacted him and said, told him that he forgave him, he didn't. He said, I couldn't receive it at first because what did I I didn't. I took this man's son. I don't deserve that forgiveness. I don't deserve any of that. I don't deserve, you know, the 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 gift that he would give me to not have that over my life, to not have that heavy stone above my head that I had taken someone's life who didn't deserve it. And he said with that man's forgiveness, he lifted some of the weight there off of him. And I don't know if, if there were many other ways that that weight could have been lifted because you, that weight is regret. That weight is guilt. That weight is shame. And forgiveness can lift that weight. It oftentimes doesn't take a miracle to lift that weight. We we have the power within ourselves as human beings to alleviate the weight that that other people have. To tell people that they're valuable alleviates the weight of them feeling invaluable for many, many years. To alleviate the weight of them feeling like their very existence is a mistake and their very existence is unwarranted and they should just go and remove themselves from being a burden on the world being a being a person and a beacon of light and what's a beacon of light a beacon of light just being 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 happy when you can be happy being free when you can be free being open when you can be open being being careful to to 
have your words be positive be a, be a beacon of light be hope be charitable when you can charitable both in the sense of giving when you can give and charity in the sense of being cheerful in heart and showing love showing genuine compassion genuine humanity to other people can lift those weights unbeknownst to us you don't know who you're impacting or what they've been going through up until the time where they ran into you and you said good day or have a good morning or you look good or like it, whatever the case may be you know in a non you know non-aggressive way or non uh sexual assaulty type of way but if we're offering genuine genuine compassion to one another that that lifts a heavy heavy weight that many of us feel throughout the course of our lives that could be something that you had done to yourself or something that you have had done to to you i think that those things are heavy heavy burdens that we can have lifted just by people who don't even know us necessarily but by people who are human beings just like we are and are offering genuine compassion to assist us. I remember a story about um, a video actually I'd seen and it was a couple times that I'd seen it happen after I saw this first one. And it was at the River Church in North Carolina. And what they had done is it was during a Bible study or an evening service or something like that. And they placed an order for a pizza. And they ordered maybe one or two pizzas, but it was, it was a, I don't know the exact number, but it seemed like a sizable number of people in the church for this program. And they ordered the pizza, so it wasn't that they were hungry. And they called the, the company and the delivery driver came up expecting just to deliver a pizza and go about her day. So the woman, uh, dropped off her pizza and the minister asked her to come to, asked her to come to the, uh, front of the service. <laughs> like in in on on the pulpit and when she got there of course she was embarrassed because she didn't recognize she didn't realize that all these people were going to be there or uh that she was going to be front and center and she, she was dressed for work so she wasn't prepared for that and they called her on stage and they told her that her real purpose wasn't just to come and deliver a pizza and they said we're going to pay you for the pizza and we'll give you a tip too as well but we want it to be a blessing to to you i don't know if they just picked randomly they want it to be a, bl a blessing to someone but specifically they said we want it to be a blessing to you so what they did was they didn't ask the woman anything i don't even think they got her name at first they said that they wanted to be a blessing to her so the minister asked everyone to come up and to to bless her financially and I forget the number that she ended up with, but people came. It was a good number of people. They just kept coming and giving money. People will come twice just to give money, just to, to help her out. They didn't know what her situation, they didn't even know if she needed help, but they came to, to give her money. And they, she ended up leaving with the tip for the pizza and then all this extra money on top of that. And I know that that transformed her life. I absolutely know that that transformed her life. And it was no, it wasn't that the, the minister said everybody give her $10,000 or something like that. It was just whatever you wanted to give just to help her out. If it's a dollar, give a dollar. If it's 50, give 50. But I think what happened was people began to give and it felt good knowing that you were helping someone, knowing that you, you are being a part of something much bigger than yourself and something much greater than yourself. And that is being a part of that redemption even though money is not a, a redemptive thing it's the act the act of giving is the act of to 
is the act of assisting and redeeming a person because you give of yourself to another person. And I think that that was, that was a wonderful thing that we can all take a part of. It doesn't have to be money. It can be time. It could be any number of things. But I think that those things are paramount that we do because they do matter to people and it does change people's lives. And that's how we, that's how we become salt, the flavor of life. That's how we become light, the illumination of our, our way to other people. That's how we become help. That's how we help. That's how we assist people in, the, in humanity. Doesn't have to be a big grand thing. All we have to do is our little part within our little world and our little communities. Say, have a good day. Give when you can give. Help when you can help. Forgive when you can forgive. And if you haven't forgiven, practice it. Be honest with yourself. If you're not ready to forgive a person, say you're not ready to forgive a person fully yet. But start at what you can do. I'm not going to call this person, but I can at least like a Facebook post or something. Tell them happy birthday or something. I don't. You don't have to go out to coffee or hang out or spend the night at their house, but you can start somewhere to develop those relationships that were broken, to mend those bridges, and to apologize when you need to apologize, and apologize when you don't need to apologize, just to to make it e to 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 kill the 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 animosity, to kill the tension. That's the quickest way to forgive when you are deserving of an apology but you didn't get it to forgive anyway that's the biggest thing you could do that's transformative to people because they they know that they should have been giving an apology but the fact that you forgive them forgave them even before before they ask and, and genuine forgiveness not just a forgiveness just so you can say i forgave them but to walk in general general <laughs> genuine forgiveness it's an amazing thing so it's it's the power of redemption I was thinking about as a whole. So just to to I guess to recap, we want to be restored. We want to be put back into factory working condition as it was off the showroom floor. That's who we want to be in our hearts, in our minds, in our bodies. We want to be restored. We want to have restoration. So I pray for you that you find restoration in your life. Just like I, I search for restoration in mind each and every day from from the weight that the world puts on us. And if you if you find yourself being free or even if you're a little bound, offer that freedom for someone else. Offer that restoration for someone else, because you can say, I don't know about what the rest of the world may think of you. But for me, you are restored in my eyes and I can I can give you that at least. So those are my thoughts for today, guys. You take it easy. Facebook's safety teams protect billions of people each month. They lead the industry in stopping bad actors online. That's because they've invested more than $13 billion in the last five years, quadrupling their safety and security teams to 40,000 people and investing in industry-leading AI technology to enhance safety on their platforms. It's working. Over the last several months, they've taken action on 1.7 billion fake accounts. 51.7 million violent and graphic posts, 62 million explicit adult posts, 9.3 million drugs and firearms sales posts. But working to reduce harmful and illicit content on their platforms is never done. Keeping your feed safe will continue to be everyone's priority at Facebook. Learn more about how they're helping people connect and share safely at about.fb.com safety.